Yes, sir. What an incredible week one. So excited the Eagles finally got a W. Uh, well, finally a W. It's been a long time. We've been on a losing streak. It's been it's been months since we actually saw a meaningful football game that we won, right? So technically, I'm not wrong. Uh, no, it was just incredible. Lots of drama, lots of matchups, lots of missed field goals, lots of 64-yard attempts. Lots to talk about in week one. Uh, big story, though. Eagles win over the Detroit Lions, 38-35. to What would you think about it? What did I think about it? I have a lot of thoughts, so let's get into them. Let's do some two up, two down, baby. It's two been a up, while. Two down. <laughs> I like I like we just do our own little sound drops. Who needs a pre-recorded thing? Two up, two down. We're gonna get that in here. We're gonna get that in here. All right. So for your two up. All right. So for my two up, I'm going first of all with with Miles Sanders. I think yes. a lot of people wrote off Miles mm-hmm. Sanders and I mean, not to make this about my betting thing, you know, my betting life. But when I saw 45 and a half rushing yards, I was just like, people are not expecting much. That's a low number. People are not expecting Miles Sanders to. to, to I took the under. Well. I took the under on him. It right? was like 47 yards. And I took the under. I said, oh, no, he's he's not getting 20. He's been very like it's been very quiet. We haven't heard much about Miles Sanders this offseason. I know that there was a little bit of an injury lingering. I know we just signed Trey Sermon, whatever. Um but he is still the number one running back on this team. He ran the ball. Well, let's see. I got some numbers here. What do you, he went uh, 13 for 96. That's 7.4 yards per carry. And that's with a long of 24. Just to give some perspective, DeAndre Swift, if he didn't rip off, I mean, and of course, hindsight, but if he didn't rip off that 50-yard run, uh, Miles would have averaged more yards per carry. So without that 50-yard run, uh, DeAndre Swift was 14 for 94. You can't, you can't say that. You no, can't I say know. if he didn't have that good run, it would be worse, obviously. If he broke his ankle before the game, it would have been worse too. I was just, I'm just giving some perspective. <laughs> I mean, Miles Sanders average, no, you're exactly right. And I'm not, I don't like doing that. But the fact that Miles, like very under the radar, averaged 7.4 yards per carry when DeAndre Swift averaged a little over nine, it's like Miles had a great day as well. So definitely want to give mm-hmm. him some credit. And other, my second, my second up here is we blitzed. And I don't care. <laughs> I feel good. I, I know that we got torched um, in the sense that we gave up 35 points, but we blitzed. And I am just, I was just happy to see pressure. Uh, You know, I still have a ton of questions about Gannon. However, um, I think that this new defense obviously needs, still has a lot of gelling to do. Um, So I think it was just an overall ugly performance, honestly, across the entire NFL. So, you know, we can single the Eagles out, which will be critical on them. But I think, um, 
you know, he's, he's, he's understanding what pieces we have. He sees that our personnel is a little bit better and we're blitzing and, and it's, it's, it's a sight for sore eyes. So those are my two down. I'm going to kick it over to you. I'm sorry. Those are my two up. I'm going to kick it over to you. Uh, so I can hear your positives as well. Yeah, man. Yeah. Listen, wholeheartedly agree with that. Great seeing Miles Sanders, uh, have some success. Looked great. Looked patient. Didn't look so shifty. Just looked like he found the holes, got into them, did what he needed to do. He wasn't playing in the backfield and dancing around. I thought it was. I thought it was incredible. And then the blitzing as well. Uh, so for my first up, it is scoring thirty-eight points against any NFL team is a tough feat in and of itself. Actually, the Eagles scored the second most amount of points uh, this week behind the Kansas City Chiefs that scored forty-four. And I think if you look at some of the improvements that the Lions made, especially on the defensive line, that Aiden Aiden Hutchinson, right? Kid was a nightmare, man. And I mean, he got to Jalen multiple times, was always in and around him. Um, and I actually heard a stat today that the uh, Lions blitz 50% of their play calls on us. 50%. So under duress, Jalen felt that his decision-making ability was, was pretty good. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about some more of that here in a little bit. But scoring 38 points on any NFL team on any given Sunday, there was a lot of good teams that played bad teams this week. That's my first up. And my second up is our new toy, A.J. Brown, is incredible. Um, Man, dude. So A.J. Brown's first game in a Philadelphia Eagles uniform, he tied his – uh, uh, record for most amount of yards in a game. I think it was 10 catches for 155 or right around there. Right, Andrew? Yep. Check yep. me on that. Yep. Um, Incredible. And the thing that I really loved about watching A.J. Brown, he reminded me so much of Terrell Owens with his yards after catch. I mean, I mean that one pass that Jalen Hurts threw down him on the right sideline where he caught it in stride that defender was holding onto his legs like a dad that just got home <laughs> from work and he's like kicking him off saying like he's still running forward until like four guys had to come and take him down I feel like it reminded me of Little Giants I feel like there's a scene where one of the Little Giants <laughs> is trying to like hold on to the back of the shirt of one of the Cowboys players and he just gets dragged you know through the entire field so yeah, yeah just, man just, I mean it was just it's, it's just so encouraging to see that um, I, I've already heard a lot of criticism that we're going to be a one dimensional team now. And AJ Brown's going to be our go-to guy. Two things. One, who cares? Okay. Who cares? Literally who cares? It's literally what Aaron Rodgers did last year to Devonte Adams. And he got an MVP because of it. And secondly, I don't think that will be the case. Um, Nick Sirianni said in an interview, I was listening to the fanatic earlier yesterday, mind you, I was listening to the fan fanatic and WIP most of yesterday. Cause it's just so exciting to get back. You got to get it. all perspectives, you but, but, get but the, Nick, yeah. Nick came out and said, that was part of the game plan. We're going to get it to our number one guy. It's week one. And you know what? We're going to shift it in and our, the teams that are coming into Philly or we're going to be playing against, aren't going to know what we're going to be doing. You're going to have weeks where we spread it out more. You're going to have weeks where we get Devon to the ball more. You're going to have weeks where you get Goddard at the ball more. But you know what? That's the play call. That's what it was. Get the ball to the best wide receiver on your team right now. And that's what we did week one. I don't think it's going to be one-dimensional because of it. Do you want to get into your down or you just want me to go right into mine? You know, I kind of want to just stay on on this for a second too because it. Yeah. Um, it was very – it was refreshing to see – reliability from the wide receiver position. I mean, I feel like the last time we, we saw really any kind of consistency was probably Alshon Jeffrey. You know, we've gotten Deshaun Jackson and Jeremy Macklin, but AJ Brown is, is bar none the best wide receiver that we've had since Terrell Owens. And it's like, 
my man is 24 years old. And yes, that is sir. Just, yes, just, sir. It's, it's incredible. Um, now, you know, is he going to be targeted 13 times every game? And is the next highest target amount going to be four targets? Probably not. But it, it's like, that's why I don't want people. This actually brings me into one of my downs, which is um, stupidity and, and, and dramatics. And like, <laughs> it's like this, you know, people are already being like, are the Eagles going to trade Devontae Smith? It's like everyone just should shut- say that. Who would say something like that? Well, if anyone has thought that or if anyone has texted that, um, you should feel shame, 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 shame. It's Devontae Smith is going to get his. Um, I think that this is just normal. We're all, you know, this is the first time that this unit has played collectively for more than a drive in a preseason game. So it's just we're we're facing a real defense, like you said. Um, Hertz was getting blitzed a ton. I think Patrick Mahomes was actually the only quarterback to get blitzed more than Jalen Hurts. And kind of funny how both of those teams ended up scoring the most number of points. Hmm. Um, but even the Eagles, I mean, the Eagles were blitzing a ton too, and they were also giving up points. So we got to just get it. We got to get a little bit more efficient with this blitzing. So my, my, my first down is just like everyone chill out. Devonte Smith is going to be okay. It is. Yes. It's worrisome that he had zero catches on four targets and he may have looked a little bit disgruntled, but it's game one. It's okay. So that's that's my first. And then my second overall is like, yeah, the defense needs to clean it up. And like you said before, yes, another fart-sounding tuba machine. Uh, you know, these guys, <laughs> you, you, I'm sure you hear a lot of this on talk radio. It's like, oh, back in my day, uh, they're playing with the pads and they're tackling during the practice, and now they barely even play the two-hand touch in practice. And it's like, I get it. So they're getting used to to real football action, to actually tackling, to 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 – they just got to clean it up. And so I, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I don't like seeing them give up 30, 35 points to Jared Goff and the Lions, but I also feel like the win was a little bit more comfortable than that number suggests. Yeah. So those, well, those well, are mine. Yeah. Well, let me, I mean, right in. So, so immediately my first down is going to be 35 points is a lot of points, even against the Lions. Um, Right, we, 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 we talked about how the Eagles had the second most amount of points. The Lions had the third most amount of points in, in week one, the NFL at, at 35. But but kind of like to, to your point, Andrew, like I, I can't pin it on a single defensive player. I think we saw a lot of spectacular defensive performances last night. You, you told us a stat um, in the chat that Jordan Davis on the field averaged when they rushed the ball like two and a half yards and when he was off the field it was like 10 or something ridiculous like that like even if these guys aren't going out there and getting sacks they're creating pressure they're creating congestion up in the front and you know the the run game we, we need to do a better job with with all of that but but here's what the sentiment is across the league is when you don't have these people starting in preseason they're not getting the reps they're not getting the game time speed and there's actually an overall echo across the league that both offensive and defensive lines struggled this week so this is not unique to the Philadelphia Eagles and like it's almost been infuriating listening to like our local talk stations like saying that like we're like now an awful team and we should be like 20th and like everyone needs to chill out i kind of echo you andrew on the on the stupidity of the situation I didn't like seeing 35 points, but you know what happens where Darius Slay was in coverage on DJ Chark and Jared Goff threw a dime? There was nothing else Darius Slay could have done. 
Nothing. He was in perfect position. Kaiser White showed up last year. You know what we were saying this time last year? Alex Singleton needs to go. And he was on the losing team last night on Thursday Night Football, right? I cannot look at this game and pin it on one single defensive player. Drames Badbury, first pick six of his career? Of his career? Now, you know, there's the pick sixes. There's a little bit of luck involved with, with that. So, I, you know, it's – but – it it's to me that's like sounds more of like, like right place right time in my right opinion, it's more of like it. it's more it. of like Bradbury you clearly made the right decision because because that like you know you yeah. right place right time and tipped off Kaiser White and tipped off Kaiser White I mean <laughs> I like I said I think we need to tighten it up on the run game I think some of those chunk plays go away um like the pressure that we saw on the blitz I think our defense is okay we need to tighten it up we still the the sentiment across the league is that this is normal this is what happens in week one. And, you know, get rid of the preseason then. Like, whatever. And then everyone will struggle. Like, is what it is. Like, it's totally okay. Second down is on Jalen Hurts just cannot throw to the left side of the field. He just cannot throw over to that side. Now, I will say that I thought Jalen Hurts' decision-making was very good. I thought he made some great passes into some tight windows. He ran on some really long plays. He you know, drew a couple of penalties. I don't like seeing our quarterback get hit. I don't think his decision-making ability was was bad at all, actually, right? I don't think that we get all these wide receivers and all of a sudden Jalen Hurts' identity on who he is as a football player changes. Sorry, Philly, it's not going to happen. Jalen Hurts, that is the guy. Give him some more weapons and he can do more, but his game is not going to change. Like, this is who Jalen Hurts is. Drafting some yeah. wide receivers isn't going to change it, but one thing that's been a constant criticism is he just cannot throw the ball to the left side of the field. He just can't do it. I was looking up stats today. This was written in an Alabama newspaper back when he was playing college football. He just can't throw to the left side of the field. He can't do it. Devonta Smith lined up on the left side of the field, 0 for 4 in targets. That underthrown ball to A.J. Brown where he had to dive where he was waving his hand saying, I'm open, on the left side of the field. Mm-hmm. We're seeing it a lot. Jalen just needs to go to an empty stadium, line up some trash cans, you make millions of dollars, line up some of your homies, and just throw to the left side of the field all day. Or just learn how to throw left-handed. But it's interesting because I heard an analyst uh, come on the radio uh, yesterday and said that this is exactly how the Bucks schemed their defense against the Eagles. They left players open on the left side of the field on purpose. Do you remember that play, Andrew? Devonta Smith's jumping around to the end zone saying, get the ball to me, hurts, sees him, throws an interception. What side of the field is my man lined up on? Left side of the field. See, he this has, is the this is no go ahead. Go ahead. No. So he 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 has tendency to look right, tendency to rush right, and teams are going to pick up on this. Teams are gonna pick up on this. There's no way that two guys that have a podcast of maybe a hundred people that listen a week know something that the rest of the NFL teams do not know. <laughs> My man needs to tighten it up on the left side of the field. I don't know, man. That in-depth analysis, I you're on to something. And <laughs> and I, the thing like I did feel impressed with some of Hertz's throws throughout the game. It seemed like he was pretty yep. good, especially with AJ on those crossing patterns, a few yep. of which came from the left side. Yep. But, you know, this is definitely something to keep an eye on because, yeah, you're right. That beautiful, you know, downfield throw to AJ was on the right side. Uh, most of the plays, you're right, are on the right side. I, I feel like last year we really didn't see a whole lot of throws over the middle and you know i don't know if that's a size thing if, if there's a lot of deflected passes which does tend to happen with him and, and shorter quarterbacks in general um but that's definitely going to be an area of focus because if he can improve there 
he's very he's so hard to defend like there were so yeah. many third down huge third down conversions in that game because of his legs and, and his feet and his ability to 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 read a blitz or read a defense when people are sagging off and, and just take advantage of that open space it's not always sexy but like that is the epitome of philadelphia sports you know it's like it, we're gonna it, it's gonna be more gritty and it's gonna it's gonna be a little bit tougher and it's not gonna be you know beautiful rainbow passes yeah. into the bucket. It's just going to be kind of grinding it out. So yeah, um, I'm, I'm excited to continue to see his growth. Um, and, you know, a, like, like you said, a win's a win. It was ugly. It was week one. But now we're we're setting our sights to week two. Hold on Month- really quick, really quick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just want to give it its own time of day. That hit Marcus Epps had on Amon Ross St. Brown yes. is going to be not only ingrained <laughs> in my memory forever, but it is like going to look like that hit on Sheldon Brown. Like it is going to like it is going to manifest itself and be on like every hype video that we're gonna see for the next five years. I just wanted to call its own attention. Freaking amazing. Let's just you know, let's just give it a, another another up. <laughs> yes, it was the anti prom 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 prom. Um great stuff. So yeah, so you know, why don't we we can look forward to week two. We can also touch a little bit on just around the other the other NFC East teams. We can a quick recap. Dallas, the only sucks. team they sucks. Do, they are bad. They so, are bad. Alex, I got my hair cut today. My man Raul, I love you. I hope you listen. I know you're a Cowboys fan, so you probably won't listen to an Eagles podcast, but I'm still working on you. Um he just flat out just said to me, he's like, dude, this season is, is done. And yep. I think he already was feeling pretty deflated. Like we talked about last week when their left tackle, Teron Smith, uh, you know, he's out and they just signed a 40 year old to protect, <laughs> you know, Jason Peters to protect Dak Prescott, you know, the, the shiny toy in Dallas overrated. Uh, and now he's going to be, unless Dallas makes a trade, which is possible, but um, you know, there's a guy in San Fran that might be wanting some more playing time. I don't know. But um yeah, I don't know. Like, do you think Jason Peters wanted to go to Dallas to back to 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 block for I, Cooper Rush? I could care less. Here are a few thoughts. I'm coming with the analysis today. I looked at a chart today. Top ten paid quarterbacks. Dakota Prescott is like number se- uh, number like five or six on that list, right? Top paid player in that position. Zeke Elliott, one of the top paid players in the position. You know what the ongoing trend with top players in their position is after contract extensions and big contracts like that how many championships they end up winning zero zero the only top 10 quarterback to break that exception is Matthew Stafford Mahomes just got his contract extension did not has not won a big one since hmm. look at you man you're on I, fire. I, uh, but I'm just but I'm just saying like none of the time you know who you know who's never in the top 10 Tom Brady so I'm just saying, you pay your people all that money because they're Dallas and Big D. Thing I love about the NFL is we got salary caps. We have rules to say you can't buy yourself a championship. And right? how much? Yep. So, so that's what I love about the NFL. You 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 put all your money in your in 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 your in a, in a subpar quarterback because he wants it because he's the face of the America's team, and you give Zeke all that money. This is what you get, Dallas. 
This is what you get for trying to wow up everybody with your fancy stadium when Carson Wentz was flying on American Airlines and Zeke was flying home from the draft on a private jet. Like, good for you guys. You deserve this. You deserve this. And you know what? They upset the football gods because their Jumbotron is too stupid big. So every time, so a punter, the punters have to repunt some because they they hit the freaking screen. Ridiculous. And and, and you know what? And and I don't even want to hear their excuses on backup quarterbacks because when we get our backup, he takes the job and go wins a Super Bowl with it. I don't want to hear any con- – I don't want to he- – no, seriously, dude. I don't want to hear any Dallas fans complain that we have a backup now. This is this is what's going to happen. You know, Cooper Rush got you a win last year in, in Minnesota. I remember seeing that, okay? So, 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 so don't use that excuse. You guys are the team. This is your year, right? Prove it. Prove you know, it. Show us that your team is better than two people, one that literally paid better after a broken thumb than before, and then we'll come talk. I think uh, I think they might be missing a different Cooper a, a bit much right now. Yeah. Uh, they they if they would have spent money a little bit more wisely, who knows? Maybe they can take that fifth and sixth round pick that they got for Amari Cooper and, and maybe try to get Jimmy Garoppolo that way. Not sure, but let's. I don't want to spend too much more time on them. Uh, they were the only team to lose in the NFC East. Hey, this we're week. back. NFC East is the NFC beast. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm not going there yet. It's like watching. <laughs> We we all I mean everybody won against arguably a not very good team. The Giants may have beat the best team, which was I ugh, I don't even want to go there. Survivor pool ruined. Uh, yeah. So we'll move on. That was a tough loss. Um, yeah, missed field goal at the end, and then also uh, was, I mean Jacksonville. That was a great Washington had a nice lead on the first in the first half, and uh, Doug Peterson. You know, was, he made it a little comeback in the second half. Jaguars took the lead, but ultimately Carson Wentz threw four touchdowns. That's the first time, dude. Listen to this. First time since 2015 that a Washington quarterback has thrown for four touchdowns in a game. It's been seven years. Hey, hey, it's looking like Dallas is going to be last place in the division. We may be fighting it out with Carson Wentz. A little bit of drama there near the end of the year. Oh, boy. So let's uh, let's (laughs) – yeah, right. You know, it's just – that would just be the best show on TV. Yeah. Um, Let's let's take a look at next week. So Monday Night Football, hosting your favorite quarterback – Kirk Cousins. Kirkland Cousins. Costco Kirkland. Bridge. Kirkland Cousins. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Justin Jefferson. The He's so stinking good. He's so good. I played him uh, two out of three times this weekend. And I got my butt. I lost. Yeah. By a lot. A Me significant too. amount. Yeah. That's funny. Literally same yeah. exact thing happened. Two Awful. out of three leagues. But... Awful. Awful. Yeah. Um, right now, Eagles took taking a look at the lines early. This is as of Tuesday night. The Eagles are a two and a half point favorite. And the mm. over/under is fifty and a half. Um, I think it's pretty simple. I like. I don't know about you, but the way that I'm feeling is honestly, the offense moved the ball pretty much up, like at will, up until maybe around the fourth quarter when things got a little dicey during the Lions game. But really, yeah. like we had some long, sustainable drives, and we were converting on third down. And I think. Um, you know, I, I think we can get Devontae a little bit more involved this week, especially mm-hmm. if AJ starts to draw a little bit more attention. Keep on running the ball. Keep on pounding it with miles. Keep on, you know, making plays for hurt, for designed runs for Hurts. Um, I, I really feel like our offense is so – is going to be able to put up points consistently. It's going to come down to the defense. It's going to come down to can we just quiet Justin Jefferson. I don't expect to take mm-hmm. him out of the game. I know you and I have talked about, you know, obviously first thought stick slay on him and, and hope that that – is, is is does the trick but i don't know if it's that easy so uh and and dalvin cook is an incredible running back so they have a they have a very good offense man it's it's going to be I, I still like the eagles i think that 
the home field advantage is going to is going to play into effect. And also, we know Kirk Cousins, Kirkland has not done very well in the prime time. So I think those are good things for the Eagles. But uh, I, I do think it will be a little sweaty. Yeah, I mean, I can't I can't disagree with you on that. I think I think two and a half is a, is a pretty good line. It was actually one and a half when I checked before this. So so it looks like we're so, something's happening. That's good. Um, maybe maybe they they took Jalen Rieger off of their wide receiver active roster, and so we got another point back for it. Um, <laughs> but but a little bit different from your thought. Um, although I I think it'll be close. I I don't know if we actually win this one. I don't think we need to ring the alarm bell. Season's over. I think the Vikings are actually a really good comp for us. Um, we play a totally different game of football. They Their offense looks nothing like us. But on every outlet that has power rankings, like we're both in the top 12 in about two spaces apart, right? Some have us at seven and they're at nine. Some have us at 10 and them at you know eight. So we're pretty comparable and in the same realm and then also in the same conference, which I, I, does, I do think plays um, a, a part into this. And, and I know Kirk Cousins is not clutching the spotlight, but I'm not really convinced that Jalen Hurts is either. Um, we've seen him come up short in big games, especially on primetime, getting whooped by the Cowboys last year. Like, there are some moments that Jalen looks great in primetime, but he's not also pulling it out either. And I do think that um, – I. Cousins has a little bit more experience with 20 game-winning drives in his entire career to Jalen Hurts' too, right? And sometimes you got to let the vets ball out. They teach they teach the young kids what's what's up one or, one or two. So although Kirk isn't clutch, I don't know if Jalen really is. And Vikings also had most games decided by one possession or less, or less last year, right? Mm. So by most games that they lost. So I think that our teams also operate a little bit differently. We have a history of getting up early and then watching a lead dwindle. And I think that the Vikings do a similar thing as well, but they're coming back near the end, sort of like how the Cowboys will blow up a lead and then they'll kind of come back. So, I think, you know, yeah, I, I, just, just to chime in, I do think that I don't know if that's necessarily the case. I mean, the Giant or the, the Lions scored right out of the gate. And and I feel like last season, I feel like we, yeah, but we, didn't, this, get, like, we didn't get the ball first in the Lions game. Like, so when I say lead, like our offense scored our first possession and then we scored the next few and we had a 17 point lead. We punted our, we punted our first. I mean, I go, I, I feel like sure, when, when sure. we were doing shows last year, I feel like there was like a stretch at the end of the season where we, we had to come back at the end of every single game because we were falling behind. We weren't scoring or we were giving up points in the first half of the games. So it's like, um, I, I will say that. I feel more comfortable playing from behind than I do playing with a lead. And so I think if we were to jump out to an early lead on, on Minnesota, I, I could see the momentum shifting and that yeah. does worry me. And, and, and that's what I have here. That That's what I wrote down to like keys to winning the game. I think it's really going to come down to is who can get up first. I think who can get a lead. Uh, you had a bet that you were sharing with us about an early win. Is it like 14 points or, or 10 points? If your team you bet on gets up, it's called an early win. I think that's what we need to do. I think the first team that gets to a 14-point lead, and I know it sounds ridiculous thinking that, I think that's a team that's going to win and it's going to be able to be sustainable because we have two quarterbacks, in my opinion, that aren't going to be so clutch. And I want to be on the right side of history with us with the lead. Ooh, yeah, I mean, it's not easy to gain a 14-point lead not. on anybody. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, the I lost my train of thought. There was something with the Thursday night game coming up that I was that I was thinking about. Um whatever 
No, I don't know what it was. So it's what's okay. your so what's your score prediction uh, for this week? <sighs> oh my lord, my I didn't really plan a score prediction, but <laughs> I will. I like the Eagles to win by. I like them by like three. I mean, it's yeah. it's gonna. I'm gonna say thirty three thirty, but I don't feel good about it. Yeah, I like Eagles on the spread here. Oh well, no, actually, I don't because we're we're taking away two points. Uh, so I actually like the Vikings here on the spread. Um, I have Eagles twenty three, Vikings twenty four. Comes down to a field goal. I feel like these kickers, man, are are just getting better and better on better in such a short amount of time. I feel but like they missed so many field goals this past weekend. They, they do, missed but, so many. But dude, did you see like what was it the 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 Steelers kicker? He kicked it from like sixty yard. Like dude, he could have kicked a seventy two yard field goal with like I think it was, of, like McManus yeah. last night. Although he missed, like dude, he he had to like. I just feel like these kickers have gotten so good in such a sh- ridiculously short amount of time. They have it, stronger it legs. This, it hasn't been this way the last like ten years. Right. The last like three, it's been like oh yeah, a sixty five yarder is like whatever brandon brandon mcmanus too uh denver's kicker temple university baby much love but that yeah he had the distance just didn't have the accuracy wow so all right so we got our we we have a fun game on tap for monday before we hop into before we take a break and then get into our second part of the show which is uh it's going to be a lot of fun uh i want to we it's time for another edition of here we go impromptu uh 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 title voiceover thing swinging it swinging it swinging it swinging it swinging it (laughs) so quick recap we both lost uh last week you picked the rams we did um i did feel smart about i at least felt smart about really thinking the bills were gonna we're gonna crush it um but my the jaguars also uh lost unfortunately uh for this week i'm actually i'm gonna go with the thursday night game which is the chargers at the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, that's I remember what I was thinking of from before now, but it doesn't matter. Uh, the I the Chargers are now, as I'm looking, they were three and a half point favorite before, or I'm sorry, three and a half point underdog before. Now they're a four and a half point underdog. I think Uh-oh. that's because Keenan Allen is probably not going to play. I believe he suffered a hamstring injury, but because it's a divisional matchup, uh, Kansas City's coming off of a huge five touchdown performance. I'm just I don't know. It's just it. I just like the chargers to put up a weird strong fight on a Thursday night. And I'm just going to take the chance and say that, uh, the chargers are going to win this game. So I'm going chargers over chiefs. How dude, about you? Really, really quick. And we talked about this before the show. Um, dude, these Thursday night matchups have been awesome. And like, we, we talked about it, like they've always been like throwaway games, right? You'd see like the Browns when they won, like when they went like, Oh, and 16 against like, you know, the, the dolphins, right. That have been historically bad recently. And it was just kind of like a, a an appetizer to get you excited. Um, LA, you know, Buffalo, that was uh, awesome. Chargers, Chiefs. Next week we have Steelers, Browns for another interdivision game. Dolphins who are humming right now against the Bengals. Great game. Um you see Ravens, Ravens Buccaneers. Ravens, Buccaneers. Yeah. Uh we got we got Bills, Patriots, uh Raiders, LA, uh Rams, like dude, like yeah. some awesome Thursday night games. I, Jeff Bezos is doing something right with the Amazon. These Amazon Cause I swear I, we used to just get jets Browns like constantly all the time. I and went to a jets we... Browns game on Thursday night. One time, actually I got nothing else going on Thursday night. So I went to a jets Browns game. <laughs> I'd rather go over to watch the JV teams on the local <laughs> junior high school. Yeah. Oh Lord. Yeah. So, okay. So for my uh, underdog pick, um, I actually think that the um, giants are still a trash franchise and a trash team. Saquon had a huge week. I'm glad for him. He's going to try to earn that. 
um, you know, he's going to try to earn that that contract extension and really show that that he he still can be a force in the league. Uh, Daniel Jones is just a complete awful trash quarterback. He's just not good. He had the game in his grips yesterday. The Giants should have won that game by significantly more, and he just kept giving it away. Kept throwing interceptions, clutch drive, interception in the end zone, just absolutely awful. Um, and then I think Baker Mayfield, there was a lot of um, anxiety uh, incorporating himself into a new team, uh, playing against the Browns, uh, against a coaching staff that really knows his game and the defense is watching. I just think there's a lot there. Um, so the the Panthers, are, as of right now, are a two-and-a-half-point underdog, so I'm going to go with them uh, Sunday at 1 o'clock to overtake the Giants. Love that pick. Hoping for a healthy dose of CMC. Hoping to see the Giants lose for the sake of our future NFC East champion, Eagles. So, oh, man. I'm, I'm just it's, – it's Tuesday, and it already feels like football so so close, and I'm just so happy. All right. Yes, sir. That wraps up the first half of the show. Alex, I'm actually going to let you tease this this our upcoming segment here because it's a pretty cool thing and uh really really excited to talk to uh to talk to our new friend. Yeah, man. No, so uh, we're going to meet with somebody named Boy Pierce. He had a viral song called Nick Foles that went uh, viral uh, right after we won the Super Bowl. We're actually going to play an excerpt for you right now and go right to the shelf. Give up? Nah, I'm heading back to Philadelphia. Who you call when they count you out with little hope? When you're back against the wall and you've been broke? Who you call in the clutch when it get close? Sean signed in the offseason two Preseason promising when season two Off to an epic start, 11-2 and two. Next came a crushing injury out of the blue Playing well, Wentz tore his ACL When he fell, how they gonna break the Super Bowl spell Skeptics dwell and they doubt I enter and I shout Beat Big Blue, hitting Jeffrey on his route Number one seed, yet a backup QB And some injuries, get you no love up in the NFC I stay poised and elite Game against Atlanta yeah, we man up Julio incomplete Minnesota next, reindeer scoring quick So I toss three TDs, flea flicker to Tory Smith And we ain't done bombing them yet Celebrate 38-7, to 7, Super Bowl next, yes Who you call when they count you out with little hope? When you're back against the wall and you've been broke Who you call in the clutch when it get close? Biggest day of my life. I used to stay up All right, guys, and welcome back to episode five of the Winging It podcast. We are so excited to welcome our guest, Boy Pierce. How you doing, man? Welcome to the show. I'm doing great, guys. Thanks so much for having me on, Alex and Andrew. Yeah, man. No, absolutely. So I um, wanted to kind of start off with a little bit of background on who you are. Uh, so your claim to fame, or at least how I know you, was after that wonderful Eagles Super Bowl run song came out called Nick Foles. I remember it went viral on on Facebook, right? Yeah. Um, how did that come to be? Like, tell me about it. Tell me about your rap career. How did you get started? Sure, gladly. So I got started in in college. So I guess I was like eighteen, freshman year of college in the University of Delaware in Newark, Delaware, not too far from Philly, and just kind of messing around with friends at parties and at the in the dorm rooms, you know, just kind of informal, goofy stuff. And, you know, throughout college, I, I started to actually like write down my raps and more so got into hip hop production. So mm. I learned the 101 of, of kind of mashups and beat making and tempo shifting 
and it started my first five years of making music was all like remixes and mashups. So it, it really started there in college and it was all from this foundation of growing up around, in my opinion, the best hip hop ever made, you know, the 90s yeah. of Wu-Tang and yeah. uh, Notorious B.I.G. and Outkast and the list goes on. So, yeah. That's awesome, man. So who are some of your like modern day people that you look up to? I mean, modern day, it's kind of the people who have been doing it and are still doing it. Yeah. So when you think of, uh, you know, Kanye, I, you know, say what you say about the, the, the person behind the art. Um, huge fan of all of Kanye's work. Big yeah. fan of Eminem, although big caveat that it's that, you know, that classic Slim Shady kind of early stuff. So those are those are two of the guys who are still doing it that I really, you know, admire. Yeah, no, absolutely. So so one thing that I really like about your music, because as we were preparing for this interview, I was looking a lot through like your YouTube videos and, and what you had. And obviously those Eagle style drops, and we'll talk about them in a little bit, were your biggest ones. But the thing that I like about your style is it's not necessarily about Boy Pierce, BP, whatever we refer mm. to as. It, it's not about look what I have, look what I've done. You, you you take a lot of experiences or you do topics. You're a Stranger Things fan, so you do a little bit of series with that. You go to an open mic night and you tell people to say, hey, what page of the dictionary you want me open to? And you make a whole freestyle about it. It's 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 totally, totally and utterly unique. Why, why break the mold? Why, why not talk about yourself? Ah, great question. And, and first of all, thank you for the, that high praise. It's very, uh, super nice of you. So why break the mold? I think I, I want it to be genuine. I want to, you know, I don't want to try to be something I'm not, you know, if I came out wearing a gold chain and rapping about, you know, cars and women or whatever it may be, whatever it is, uh, you know, older rap, that wouldn't be me. I want to give something mm. that's unique. And what I try to do on every song I make is make it like a song that's never been made or a topic that's never been ever explored in hip hop. So whether that be Seinfeld, you talked about Stranger Things, you know, I, I just a new song coming out tomorrow, how to write an email where I'm giving the good <laughs> and bad tips of writing emails from my day job in advertising. So whatever it is, I want it to be totally fresh because it's a, it's it's very noisy out there in the market. I love it. You know, so it's well, got to be different. I'm going to chime in here. So in 2017, obviously, or 2018, February 4th, Nick Foles was on top of the world. And so obviously, what a brilliant idea. Let's take this this person who is now basically a god in Philadelphia. Yes, sir. Uh, and let's let me just rap not just about this season, but basically – Everything leading up to him being an Eagle, then him being an Eagle, then him going to other teams, then coming back. So I, I have two questions here. Just first, I want to know, like, how much buzz did that song generate? But then also, what is the payoff in terms of being a content creator, essentially, mm -hmm. and yeah. knowing that you have a skill and actually following through by creating something for the masses? And then it actually it actually catches on and, yeah. and, and goes viral. So I just want to kind of hear about that whole experience. Yeah, sure. So uh, the first question about, you know, the buzz, the interesting thing is that, yes, I did it after the run. I was so inspired by it to this day and probably forever is my favorite sports story of all time. There's yeah. no question about it. Never seen anything like it. Probably will never see anything like it. And I wanted to make it a, just 
capturing it and just paying homage to the fans. And I've been an Eagles fan my whole life. So just paying homage to Philly and making Nick the hero to your point. And the, I mean, the, the buzz, the interesting thing is that the buzz didn't come at first. It took like six, seven months that I think I, I released it before the wow. first game of the following season where Nick was only going to start for what, like three games before Carson came back and took the reins. However, when that second playoff run came, I reposted the whole thing from scratch as like, I just, I was like, whatever, I'm just going to re-upload it. And because the momentum is there and that's when it absolutely blew up because we won those, like, what was it, last three games of the season yeah. when he came back and, you know, won the first, the double doink, of course. And I kept, I made a sequel and then I made a third one yep. and we were going to play the Saints. Yep. So, like, it was like wildfire during the second playoff run, which is like maybe a lot of people don't re- don't realize. So I, I, I remember it clear as day going on Twitter and seeing it not necessarily on YouTube, but just like in like the Facebook player. Because I think if you actually yeah. go to the YouTube video, a few hundred thousand, which, man, if we even got a few hundred thousands of this podcast lifelong streams, like I'd be one happy camper. Um, but I, I think where the biggest, easiest way to view and share content is through that Facebook player. Do you have any metrics about like how big that actually got and how big your reach was? Yes, I do. The reach was well over 1 million people. Wow. uh, One point something. And the views is right around 900 K. So I think hopefully one day it gets to that uh, 900 or uh, 1 million officially views, but yeah, the reach was well over 1 million, which, you know, every time I logged in, if I logged in, you know, once and then five minutes from then, it would be like a hundred new notifications, like this many new shares, this many new comments. Like it was bonkers. <laughs> so what's like the most <laughs> wild thing that happened as a result of that? I mean, the, the things that happened is actually led to me performing on Fox 29 the following season when I did a song about Deshaun because they already knew about it. You know, 6ABC posted about it. Barstool posted about it. Philly Voice posted about it. Um you know, it was it was nuts. And I think the biggest thing would probably be that, you know, performing on TV the next year because it already had that reputation. Like, oh, he's doing another song. Like, let's get him on. So you're saying there, you did a song about Deshaun Watson? No. I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, man. It, it was very controversial. <laughs> I can only imagine there's a... Yeah. Yeah. We, yep. That's... We're not going to... We won't even touch on that. Uh, no, no pun intended. Um, yeah. yeah. So just, you know, let's kind of take things back a step here. just want to ask about you as, you know, you're being from the area. So where did you grow up? And basically just kind of want to know about the history of your fandom, you know, favorite players or, or favorite Eagles memories that you've that you've had. Oh, man. Great question. So grew up in Wilmington, Delaware. So really close to Philly. Grew up an Eagles fan naturally with Randall Cunningham as our as our quarterback. We had obviously Reggie White. So grew up in that era of 90s. Uh, you know, playing in the vet, going with my dad and my brother to the vet, which, you know, vet, probably something yes. a kid shouldn't be going to, maybe the things, <laughs> the things we saw. Um, and then also lived in Philly right after college. So that's a little bit about the fandom. Favorite memories. Um, I remember watching the the miracle at the Meadowlands 2 with my dad just yeah. at our at our house in Delaware. I was home for a weekend and just thinking it was over, you know, going in the other room for a little bit, messing with something and just Slowly seeing it chip away was great. I also, I went to London 
for the game. I guess it was uh, 2019. Yeah, 2019. Yeah. So a group of friends and I all all took the big trip, got an Airbnb in London, got to like meet Eagles fans from all over the world in Wembley Stadium. That's something I will never forget. That was a special memory that I still hold dear. Um, Deshaun Jackson, you know, uh, this is more personal, like him – him and me going back and forth on on IG because he he added my Deshaun wow. Jackson video to his Instagram stories and like was like this is fire and like him and I going back and forth and of course like just the whole run of 2018 just pure pure storybook magic. Man, that's incredible! What what an awesome story! Is Deshaun Jackson your favorite all time Eagle? I mean, I, I got to go with Nick. I know it's like, a, it, <laughs> like I, I've never seen anything like it. I've never seen just this, uh, this almost myth, mythological-like creature at this point just coming out of nowhere, just the greatest underdog story I've witnessed. Like, if I had to pick, I would probably go with Nick. I still wear that jersey every Sunday. It's like, I, I'll never get over how... Yeah, that NFC Championship and Super Bowl were just like two of the most. It yeah. was like watching poet. It was literally poetry in motion. It's like every throw was exactly where it needed to be, and it's it was just like he somehow. It's like he grabbed a monster ball from Space Jam, and he just got and he just turned into a whole new. He was a whole new person. Yeah, well put. I like that. So, you know, being that you you followed the Eagles religiously. We're looking forward to next week. You know, we, we got by with a close win this past week going to Minnesota. Oh, no, we're hosting Minnesota. Home opener. Big game. Yeah. How are you feeling? Are you worried? What are you thinking? I feel, I mean, I feel we escaped with one kind of there. I, I was mm. shocked with how close it got. Um, it looked like we were going to kind of blow that thing open last week against Detroit, but got pretty tight in the end. I What I'm hoping is that – we don't have to so heavily re- rely on Hertz. I thought the best sign was that Brown was just like immediate impact. And I'm not sure how that's going to affect, uh, you know, Slim Reaper. Hopefully like he, he still gets his touches like that. I did not see that coming. Um, I think it's going to be very close. I, man, I don't know. I think it's going to be a tough game for us. I think we're going to win by like three points again. Yeah. I, I think I echo that sentiment. Um, I think it'll be it, it will be pretty close. So you live in New York right now. I think you told us specifically Manhattan, right? Yes. yes. So w- we got to know because we always hear this all the time that New York City has the best food. And it really is. It's like the culinary. I don't know if it's a culinary capital of the world, but like in any three block radius, you can get any cuisine, some of the best yeah. you've ever had. So Boyd Pierce, to the audience, who has a better cheesesteak? Is it is it is it uh, Philadelphia or is it New York City? Oh, it's Philly all day. There's there's <laughs> no there's no question about it. I mean, they they take the cake. On, New York takes the cake on, on on many things. However, they can't replicate just what this Philly is, does. That, that, is the, that is the fluffiest. <laughs> that is the fluffiest question I've ever heard. Let's, if we're gonna if we're gonna talk cheesesteaks, I, I, I don't even let's like not waste any time on New York. Like, what is yeah. your what is your like when when did you take a bite of a cheesesteak and see Jesus? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what is your what is your go to? Do you have one? So I mean, the first time I, I took a bite of cheesesteak, definitely like when I was pretty young at, at Pat's was the first I experienced. However, I I vouch for Jim's. 
I vouch for gyms and I haven't even looked since they had that fire. Like, is everything okay with gyms, cheesesteaks? Please say yes. Uh, not, not yet from what really? I, from what I understand. Um, I would imagine that they are in the process of rebuilding and trying to just put, just fix it all up and try to put it back together again. But I, that fire was pretty significant. So I, I know they will be out of commission for a couple months, but I, I, I used to live right at fourth and South and I would just enter work to the smell of gyms. And it was like the most difficult thing to like avoid because yeah. it, it, it is good stuff. Alex, do you have a, do you have a go-to cheesesteak place? So I don't live in the city. I'm kind of outside. Um, I like Pat's. I like Gino's. I like them both. I think it's all about what mood you're in. So um, I don't actually have a preference on cheesesteak. I live in Newtown, PA, and there's a few places around here. Okay. It gets the job done. Um, and then when I get down to the stadium, uh, sometimes I'll get a Chickies and Pete's one. It definitely isn't the same, but there's just something about being in the stadium and the atmosphere that just kind of makes it taste. I will um, say for right. like a, a suburban cheesesteak, uh, Steve's is is very, very, very good. Like Steve's Prince of Steaks. I think there's yeah. one in like Oxford Valley area. Those are Need to check it out. really good me. for for suburban cheesesteaks. So you yeah. can't go wrong there. So as we finish out our segment, um, Boy Pierce, thank you so much for for joining us today. Um, talk to us about your upcoming project that you just worked on. I saw that you just recently dropped an album. Why don't you give a little bit of background on it sure. and then uh, tell us how we can follow you. Yeah, 100%. So I just dropped an album in July that's called Out of Office. And it is about, I mean, not directly about these times we're in. It's what they led to, at least for me, where I moved out of Manhattan for a little bit. And I kind of with this rare thing of working remotely that I never thought was possible. I was in the office every single day, uh, long hours at a New York city advertising agency. And then this, you know, came out of nowhere and, you know, took the opportunity in 2021, uh, summer 2021 to, to get out and travel and just rent Airbnbs and bring all mm. of my recording gear with me, everything I needed to create music. Um, took weekly music classes um, and worked full time for the ad agency just remotely in L.A. or San Diego or Colorado and made a a song about every single destination on that trip and packaged it into an album. So you guys can check that out on all streaming platforms. So Apple, Amazon, Spotify, all that good stuff. And the newest thing that I released for Eagles that. I'm, gonna, I'm giving a shot this season is almost these these quick recaps. So it's called Eagles Rap Recap. And this one is week one. It is 15 seconds. So you can spare some time and check that out. That is on my Instagram, my TikTok, my YouTube. And it's basically like just a, a really very quick synopsis of what happened, what's happening next. The Vikings are coming to town. Um, so you can check that out. And if people are enjoying it, I'm going to keep doing them. So I would love to do a week two, et cetera. So hopefully people are getting into those and you can follow me on all social media, the same handle boy Pierce music, B O Y P I E R C E music. Awesome. Yeah. And actually checked out that album today. Big fan of New York forever. Thought oh, it was cool. a really cool, dope song. You have really good production for an underground artist. So that whole music experience and learning about that and really being about the production definitely shows. Check out Out of Office. And Andrew, I think we got 15 seconds to spare. 
why don't we play that Eagles week one recap at the end of this episode today? We'll send you home. Minnesota is at home this week. Monday night football, prime time. We're going to break it down for you all on Tuesday. Boy, Pierce, thank you so much for joining us today. And we're out of here, guys. Eagles rap recap. Two TDs in only 68 seconds. Bradbury off of the Kaiser reflection. Bob down to Brown. Hurts ran around. Got the dub. Now the bike's in town. Hey, P.S. Is this the year Terry Bradshaw finally loses his mind?